It's the Kim Munson Show, analyzing the most important stories. An early childhood taxing district, what on earth is that? The latest in politics and world affairs. I don't think that we should be passing legislation that is so complicated that people kind of throw up their hands and say, oh, I can't understand it. Today's current opinions and ideas. It is not fair that just because you're a big business that you get a break on this and the little guy doesn't. Is it freedom or is it force? Let's have a conversation. Indeed. Let's have a conversation and welcome to the Kim Munson Show. Thank you so much for joining us. You're each treasured, valued, you have purpose. Today, strive for excellence. Take care of your heart, your soul, your mind, and your body. My friends, you were made for this moment. Thank you to the team I work with. That is producer Steve, Zach, Patty, Keith, Charlie, Jen, Echo, all the people here at Crawford Broadcasting. Happy Friday to you, producer Steve. And it's payday, so it doesn't need any other adjectives. Ah, it's a great Friday for you. Fabulous Friday for you. And thrilled to have in studio with me Dave Walden. He is my colleague. He is the president of Liberty Toastmasters North. And it's Liberty Toastmasters Day this first hour. It's great to have you here, Dave. It's a pleasure to be here as usual, Kim. Now, this is your second appearance on the show. Uh-huh. You had fun the last time, right? I did. I did. I had a great time. And it's going to be a great time again today. So I, I trust it will be for sure. <laughs> Important subject. We'll be talking about rights, that rights are endowed by our creator. This is such a profound idea, Dave Walden, and it's uh, foundational to the American idea. And I'm excited to hear what our, our fellow Toastmasters have to say about that. I'm sure they will have plenty to say about <laughs> it. We learn to speak our mind at Toastmasters in the most effective way. And individual rights are one of the things we focus on. So this is going to be just great. So we'll do that in the third and fourth segment. And then in the second hour, as all of you know, uh, our show is on 6 to 8 a.m. Monday through Friday. Uh, we're, uh, the first hour is rebroadcast 1 to 2 in the afternoon. The second hour, 10 to 11 p.m. That's on all KLZ platforms. That's KLZ 560 AM, 100.7 FM, the uh, website as well as the app. Second hour, we will be talking with Dr. Patrick Moore. And uh, he was one of the co-founders of Greenpeace. He is now uh, really, he's got a a new book out. And uh, the title of it is, let me see, I had it exactly here. It's it's like... um, where did I put that, Steve? I'm looking to you here for help. Uh, here we go. Fake Invisible Catastrophes and Threats of Doom. <laughs> and so that's going to be very interesting to talk with him in the second hour about that. But check out my website. That is Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N dot com. Sign up for our weekly newsletter there. Uh, you can email me at Kim at Kim dot com as well. And thank you to all of you who support us. We're an independent voice. We search for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. And uh, many of you are asking about it. We will roll out our voter's guide a week from Sunday in the newsletter. I will be working. I'm, it's like exam time. I am cramming for exams to get this done. Dave, did you know that there are 11 state questions on the ballot, state issues? 11. I did not know that. There's 11. And then I'm going to also comment on some of the bad boys out there, such as ranked choice voting up in Fort Collins, the Denver sidewalk ta- tax. Did you know that Denver is proposing taxing homeowners for each foot of sidewalk in front of their house to maintain their house? My question is, is if you have to pay that, can you then charge tolls for people that are using that? Well, ownership, Kim, as you know, involves <clears throat> excuse me, use and disposal. Um, if you're going to pay for something... 
you should be able to use it, and you should be able to determine who else may use it. So I would argue that taxing people for what is a, what amounts to historically as public property um, is is contradictory to property itself and uh, can only lead to, to disputes and, and inconsistencies in the law and, and what is yours and what is not yours, what is your responsibility and not your responsibility. Very well said, Dave Walden. That's why this thing, when the, the Davos elites, Klaus Schwab and all of them, said by 2030 you will own nothing, one of the ways they might do that is to tax people out of their property. And I'm very concerned about it. So you will see in my voter's guide, call it the We the People voter's guide, and I will look at these issues through the lens, really freedom versus force, but proper role of government. And uh, so not only do we have PBIs out, uh, you know, off, uh, out of the lane, but then these issues are also of great concern. One of them is, uh, is the question on affordable housing. And, and, and Natalie Minton says, I can say affordable housing once. It's subsidized housing. And one of the things I'm very concerned about in this particular proposal is, first of all, government has made housing unaffordable through many rules and regulations. But then they come in and say they want to fix the problem, but it's going to be government housing. It's not going to be private property housing. And uh, they are two things in there of great concern. First of all, is they said that this subsidized housing, uh, that the um, state will be giving grants to different municipalities. But if you take the grant, you have to agree that you will be increasing subsidized housing 3% every year. Do you see a problem with that, Dave Walden? Well, I always see a potential problem, Kim, when you take money uh, that is supposedly for your benefit from the government. Because whenever you take it, there are invariably strings attached. Um, there's a reason, for example, Hillsdale College takes no government funding, neither directly or f- for its students that attend. And that's because they know if they take that money, there's going to be conditions attached mm-hmm. to it. And in terms of uh, affordable housing, the, the fact is, is that government creates problems in the marketplace, and it doesn't matter which marketplace, and then pretends it's got a solution to the problems it created. Mm -hmm. And if you buy into that, you're buying into a great deal more than you believe on the surface, and that's one of the consequences of taking uh, money offered to you, apparently, for your benefit. Right. So uh, we'll be talking about that in our voter's guide. We'll roll that out a week from Sunday, so make sure you're signed up for our newsletter. You can do that by going to my website, scroll down to the bottom, and you can sign up there. Um, Our America's Veterans Story, Steve, we recorded this earlier this week uh, with World War II uh, veteran. He was wounded at Battle of the Bulge, Jim Sterner. He had his pure goal, Steve, and Kim cannot wait for that to broadcast this Sunday, 3 to 4 p.m. I guess I need to... I'll, I'll give something away. I'll sort of reserve comment because I don't want to give anything away. I don't want to be the spoiler. But you're oh, you're not going to comment. Huh? Well, just to say that you know, if I tear into 
everything that he shared with us right here and now, then people go, oh, well, I already know where this is going. <laughs> okay, we'll keep that as a cliffhanger then. But you will not want to miss that this Sunday on all KLZ platforms, and that is 3 to 4 p.m. in the afternoon. Uh, since we're going to be talking about this profound idea that was put into the, the Declaration of Independence, that our rights are endowed by our Creator— Uh, I thought Thomas Jefferson was very appropriate to quote today. And this is what he said. And and he was an American statesman, diplomat, lawyer, architect, philosopher, um, founding father. You know, they got a lot of stuff done, Steve, because they didn't have TV. I mean, could (laughs) – but anyway, he he served as our third president. Uh, He was uh, previously the second vice president under John Adams, uh, first United States Secretary of State under George Washington. He was born in 1743, and he died July 4, 1826, 50 years after the Declaration of Independence. And he and John Adams died on the same day. I find that so amazing, Dave Walden. It's fascinating. It's one of those coincidences you just – You just can't escape. You cannot escape. But this is what he said. He said, the issue today is the same as it has been throughout all history. Whether men shall be allowed to govern himself, whether man should be allowed to govern himself or be ruled by a small elite. And we now see a maybe a little larger small elite, the Davos globalist elites that want to control our lives. And man, they are doubling down on this, uh, Dave Walden. Well, it all comes down to the same issue, and that is individual rights. Uh, Our country, our founding, was the first country founded in the history of humanity where they recognized the concept of individual rights and then tried to codify their protection. Uh, I find it also curious, Kim, that the word rights does not appear in the Constitution anywhere except in the first ten amendments to it. Uh, the Constitution itself, in my judgment, has always been its Robert's Rules of Order for Governance. The real meat of our revolution is in the Declaration, in Jefferson's unprecedented document, where he identifies rights, uh, right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, And I find it of great interest relative to the subject uh, that you were uh, broaching today that in Jefferson's language, he chose the word creator and not God. He purposely decided that the God of Abraham would limit some of the people that would, would respond favorably to this idea of individual rights coming from their creator, not God. And so he chose the word creator, and I find that significant. Um, Historically, uh, rights have come from one of two places. Now, really, rights are a late arriving term in the the vernacular of governance. Uh, I think the Magna Carta was the first time they were mentioned specifically. But in our founding... Uh, the idea that government did not provide rights, that they were inherent in each of us, is the first manifestation politically of that idea. Now, those two sources, potential sources of rights, uh, from government or from God or the Creator, uh, stood at the time of our founding 
and with the only two sources that were identified as plausible until the latter half of the 20th century. And then the idea arose that rights are inherent in us by virtue of our nature. Whether you believe God created us or not, the God of Abraham or another creator, it is obvious that we each are responsible for the choices we make. And that responsibility has to have a logical corollary. You cannot hold someone responsible for what they choose to do if you don't acknowledge that they have the right to make the choices that result in the actions and lives they lead. So rights, if you're going to be free, and and Judeo-Christian theology correctly points out that each of us are responsible, we have the freedom to be responsible for the choices we make, if you're going to assert that and hold people accountable for their choices, you have to provide them the rights and the freedom to do that. Not provide them, recognize it. That they cannot possibly be held accountable for what they choose and what they do if you don't at the same time acknowledge they have the right to make those choices and take those actions. That is fascinating. We will continue this discussion about this in the third and fourth segment. Um, I can, I, I'm just ruminating on, on what you're saying. This is so fascinating. This is Dave Walden. He is the president of Liberty Toastmasters North. Uh, we're going to go to break. When we come back, we'll go through some headlines. Uh, I'm just really thinking about, get your thinking caps on, my friends, because you're going to learn a lot today. Before we go to break, though, uh, the show comes to you because of all of you who support us. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And also these great sponsors. I highly recommend each and every one of them. Hooters Restaurants has been uh, a uh, sponsor of mine of both the shows for quite some time. It's an interesting story how we got connected. It goes back to when I was on city council. And last night was the event, uh, the Independence Institute event, and I received my 2020 award. For the, Vern Brick, um, the Vern Bickle Award for Grassroots Leadership. Caldera was in true form. Uh, just, um, just It was just really a great time. Uh, but uh, he mentioned the Hooters story, so I explained. And it was about rights. It was about the government should not uh, have the power to determine which legitimate, legitimate businesses can be in business and which couldn't. And so I shared that story. Um, but uh, they have uh, Hooters Restaurants has great um, specials Monday through Friday for lunch and for happy hour. You can check all that out at my website. That's KimMunson.com. We'll be right back with Dave Walden. Three Points Financial is a fiduciary financial planning company focused on helping individuals and families. Mary Alpers and Steve Cruz at Three Points Financial specialize in investment strategies, tax planning and preparation, and retirement planning with no product sales or commissions. Tax laws have changed and will continue to change. Inflation is real. Three Points Financial helps you maneuver through these changes to achieve your financial success. For clarity and a solid, relevant financial and investment plan while working with a company that puts your interests at the forefront, schedule a no-obligation initial consultation at threepointsfinancial.com. That's threepointsfinancial.com. 
No matter how you define it, inflation is out of control. Increasing prices at the gas pump and grocery stores are hurting everyday people. All these challenges we face are preventable. Individuals must understand what is going on and who is responsible. That is why Kim Munson is bringing truth and clarity to the issues facing our families, our communities, our state, and our country. Now more than ever, it's important to support Kim's independent voice. She has the courage to research and inform you about the real issues. It's not easy, and Kim could use your help. Go to KimMunson.com to contribute. Again, help Kim by contributing at KimMunson.com. That's M-O-N-S-O-N dot com. It's Friday! Indeed, it is Friday. And welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. I'm Kim Munson. Be sure and check out our website. That's Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N dot com. Sign up for our weekly newsletter there. You can email me at Kim at Kim com as well. And thank you to all of you who support us. We are an independent voice. We search for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. If something's a good idea, you should not have to force people to do it. In studio with me is Dave Walden. He is the president of Liberty Toastmasters North. And it is Liberty Toastmasters Day. In the third and fourth segment, we'll be talking with some of our colleagues about um, our rights are endowed by our creator. It's going to be fascinating. And you wanted to give a shout out to some some people, Dave. Yes, Walden. to my family and friends in Houston that might be listening. A, a big hello, and uh, I hope you find it as uh, uh, interesting as you thought it might be. <laughs> yeah, I, I can guarantee it's going to be interesting. In this segment, let's talk just a little bit about uh, this uh, gubernatorial debate that was the other night. Heidi Ganal, uh, this is a press release. Heidi Ganal wins first debate against a flailing Jared Polis. And I've, I was, I have, I'm taking a class on Wednesday night, so I was not able to watch it. But I, I've heard from many people that uh, she did very, very well. And uh, she made uh, five points that Colorado is number one in the nation for auto theft. In fact, Dave Walden, I was talking with a friend of mine last night at the event, a young woman, and she said uh, her car was stolen two weeks ago. And I'm like, unbelievable. Yes, our neighborhood is I live up in Broomfield, and uh, we, we almost every night see a post of someone who's had their car stolen or their catalytic converter out of their car stolen. Uh, um, the crime is, is becoming uh, intolerable. And the civilized society um, is composed usually of a minimal number of criminals that are dealt with by a minimal number of authorities. But when, it, when the level of criminality reaches a certain point, it becomes dominant in, a, in a dated, the day-to-day activities of law-abiding citizens. They have an eye out for what they need to do to protect themselves and their property and their family. Uh, and that, is, that does not lead to a uh, progressive society, mm-hmm. if you will, one that uh, advances and, and uh, protects its citizens. So something has to be done about it, and something will be done. It always is. It's just a question of what. Well, and what needs to be done is changes need to be made at the ballot box, uh, through the ballot box this November. And um, 
uh, Heidi mentioned that we're number one in bank robberies. We're number one in cocaine use, uh, number two in the nation for fentanyl overdose deaths, and number four in the nation for recidivism. And uh, said a few notable moments. Steve, I know that you probably f- found these super interesting. The poll is admitted to using reverse psychology on the people of Colorado with his meat out day to make sure they bought meat. Did he honestly say that, Steve? Do you know? I, I did not. I was looking for a place to, to watch this. I, I didn't find it. I, I'm sure it was online somewhere. Yeah. So I didn't hear him say that, but I thought, no, oh, that, that's absurd. That's not where he was going. No, 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 not at all. But that is, in fact, what happened. Additionally, apparently, Polis bragged about making things like state park passes free. And uh, Ganahl responded by saying there's nothing free. If you didn't take economics, Governor, taxpayers are paying for these free programs. Good for her on that. And then when Polis tried to remind people about the $750 refund the state sent them this year and took credit for it, Ganahl took him to task, reminding the attendees of his real record that Polis fought to repeal Tabor. That's Colorado's Taxpayers' Bill of Rights while she sought to defend it. And then uh, Colorado has, uh, she reminded him that Colorado has uh, one of the highest national inflation rates since Biden took office at 15.6%. That, uh, we were talking about criminals, that's criminal, Dave Walden. Well, I was taught early in life, and I learned a couple of lessons that uh, helped teach that to me, that the most potentially expensive things in life you can ever get are those that are termed to be free. Because there is nothing free in life. Everything comes with a price and a cost. And it's up to each of us to determine what that price and cost is. So when a politician, be it a Republican or a Democrat or an independent or whoever, stands before you and says he's, he or she is going to give you something that amounts to uh, its cost is free, you better check that issue because there is nothing free and that which is alleged to be free is usually the most costly. To that point, Dave, and we talk about this, I always mention this every day, that socialism is not about free stuff. That's just the carrot to get people to vote for it. Socialism is such a bad idea, and it's the gateway to communism, that it ultimately has to come down to force because it can't stand uh, on its own merit in the battle of ideas. And I always mention this every day. It's, uh, It's never compassionate to take other people's stuff. Well, what you're talking about is the fact that politics comes from morality. And the concept of individual rights is a moral concept. It's the idea that you ought to be free because you're a human being with the power of choice to exercise that choice. And the only system that is compatible with individual rights and freedom is capitalism. All the other isms do not accept the idea of individual rights or do so in a very conflicted, contradictory manner. And so I would argue that individual rights, as Jefferson understood, are the foundation for whatever political system that comes next. And the only one that can come from that moral concept is capitalism. Because capitalism involves persuasion, not compulsion, 
and it specifically outlaws the initiation of the use of force by any of us. So, Dave, there's, uh, I mentioned I'm going to be talking or doing the voter's guide, and there's two really bad boys on there. And one of them is uh, healthy lunches for all school kids or something. And it's a $100 million tax increase for healthy lunches for kids. And I, I will tell you that I have two friends who I love dearly, compassionate, loving women. They're like, I don't want kids to be hungry. And I realized that I have a tall, a tall order here to make the case to not be using this tax for this, quote-unquote, healthy lunches for all kids. First of all, the title is disingenuous because it's not for all kids. It's for selected schools. So right out of the box, it's not being truthful. But it's a tall order to, to, uh, <laughs> to um, make the case against this tax increase. Steve? One thing that might help you, because, you know, Michelle Obama uh, for, forayed into this quicksand, and it didn't go well. So maybe that could be... You know, look at the attempts to work in this arena before this school lunch, healthy food for kids, yada yada. Uh, and yeah, no, like you said, nobody wants kids to be hungry and all that kind of stuff. But this has been a disaster before for different people at, at different levels. You know, Steve, and they use our children. Uh, Aaron Lee received the 2022 Vern Bickle Award for Grassroots Leadership last night, and you know her. She's uh, the mom that her 12-year-old daughter up in northern Colorado was targeted by a homeroom teacher for an after-school art club, which actually what it was was a, a, a transgender indoctrination. And, um, and in Colorado, we now have the most aggressive abortion bill. Talk about trying to protect rights, life, liberty, pursuit of happiness. I mean, it's unbelievable regarding the life of the, uh, the baby that a baby can be aborted right well even it's in the birth canal but gosh if that child makes it out of the birth canal then these radical a uh, activist democrats want to use children to increase your taxes they want to control our children and uh, i find that just so disingenuous do you want to comment on that at all dave or not <laughs> well it's just yet another example of why School choice ought to be the civil rights issue of 2022 and four. Um, the idea that the state is responsible for educating your child, if you accept that, then this is just one of endless prescriptions you have to accept when the state or its representatives decide what will be done or not done with the education of your child. And my own opinion is, is that uh, I don't think we can successfully uh, make education private. That would be my ideal that I would work for, but I don't think that's feasible. What I do think is feasible is that school choice, recognized as the civil rights issue of, the t of our time, particularly in the inner cities, yes. where a parent should be able to send their child to the school of their choice. In other words, the child and the money will be sent by the parent to wherever they think the child is going to get the best education. And that right to do that should be what 
in, in this case, Republicans are working for. The Democrats won't be working for it because they're too in bed with the teachers' union and the education establishment. Mm -hmm. So um, politically, that ought to be front and center as one of the issues the, uh, the Republicans run on and let the Democrats fend for themselves mm -hmm. in debating them. Mm -hmm. That's why Aaron Lee... You, you start to wake, awaken these um, mama bears and these papa bears, and uh, there's change that is occurring here. And uh, it's, uh, it's monumental what she's doing, as well as this whole movement. So let's go to break. In studio with me is Dave Walden. He is president of Liberty Toastmasters North. We're going to be talking with our Liberty Toastmasters colleagues about uh, rights are endowed by our creator, not derived from governments. We'll be right back. The Metro home ownership real estate market is very tight right now. That's why Kim Munson recommends you have seasoned REMAX realtor Karen Levine on your side of the table. Karen Levine will help you navigate through the many details of your home buying experience so that you can successfully pursue your American dream. Because Karen Levine cares about property rights for each individual, she volunteers hundreds of hours to represent home ownership opportunities at the local, county, state, and national levels. If you are considering buying or selling your home, call Karen Levine today at 303-877-7516. Again, that's 303-877-7516. Are you concerned about the curriculum taught in government-run schools? Are you concerned about CRT and sexual indoctrination worldview agendas taught to your children in government-run schools? Are you concerned that your children are not receiving a quality education in the government-run public schools? Have you considered homeschooling but don't know where to start? Christian Home Educators of Colorado, or CHECK, has answers. You can homeschool. Go to check.org slash start. Kim Munson highly recommends Christian Home Educators of Colorado. Reclaim your child's education by going to chec.org slash start today. You'd like to get in touch with one of the sponsors of The Kim Monson Show, but you can't remember their phone contact or website information. Find a full list of advertising partners on Kim's website, kimmunson.com. That's Kim, M-O-N-S-O-N dot com. All of Kim's sponsors are an inclusive partnership with Kim and are not affiliated with or in partnership with KLZ or Crawford Broadcasting. If you would like to support the work of the Kim Munson Show and grow your business, contact Kim at her website, KimMunson.com. That's Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N dot com. And welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. I'm Kim Munson. Be sure and check out our website. That's Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. Sign up for our weekly newsletter there. And you can email me at Kim at KimMunson.com as well. Thank you to all of you who support us. We're an independent voice. We search for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. If something's a good idea, you shouldn't have to force people to do it. In studio with me is Dave Walden. He is the president of Liberty Toastmasters North. And uh, Dave, people can get more information by going to LibertyToastmastersClubs.org, I think it is. That's it. And then we have two in the local area, or if you spread out that area, more than two. But we have a Denver Central that meets at Independence Institute. 
And then we have the one that I belong to in uh, Longmont, Colorado, twice a month. And if you want to improve your speaking and confidence in doing so, come on out. Oh, and we really, we get to be friends. And uh, we don't always agree on everything, but I've learned so much and it's helped so much. So today, a very interesting topic, and that is uh, our rights and the profound idea that our rights are endowed by our creator, not derived by governments. And I know when we do r- the wrap-up with you, Dave, it's going to be a really interesting conversation. But who's our first guest? Yes, it's Rick Rome. He's from our Denver area, Liberty Toastmasters. Good morning, Rick. Hey, Tim. Thanks for having me. There's a, there's a wonderful notion about Trinity that's been part of our human existence for, for time— uh, to the beginning of our cultures. It goes back to ideas around land, sea, and sky. Um, In Nordic traditions, it's been canopy, trunk, and roots. In in South American traditions, there's a trinity that goes with um, condor, puma, and serpent. In Judeo-Christian traditions, it's, you know, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. In the American tradition, it is life, liberty, pursuit of happiness. And this, it's part of our existence. It's, it's a, a fundamental part of what we experience as human beings. And that's why the idea to me is so profound and so useful. For the first time in history, we had taken the idea of a divine right and embodied it to the people. It's, it's uh, something that the kings and tyrants have been fighting back against for the last 250 to 300 years, quite frankly. Mm-hmm. Because, because we're able to say that the, the people, this is the source of our right. It is our consent that allows us to be governed. And when we start looking at rights in the context of an individual liberty and, and endowed to us by the virtue of our existence, it, it has to comply, it has to conform to this notion of life, liberty, pursuit of happiness. One of my favorite games to play when we have when I have leftists who unfortunately come to my door, is is it a right or is it not a right? And and I'll start with like the First Amendment. Does it does the right to assemble conform to our ability in a community to promote life, to promote a quality of life for ourselves? Yes. Does it promote liberty, the free to, free exchange of ideas, free exchange of commerce? And does it promote that pursuit of happiness where we're able to build community, create that place that we want to live? Clearly it falls within that constraint something that's not a right health care does it does it promote life yes does it promote a, a pursuit of happiness for for one individual eh, possibly yeah for for one individual but it also makes a demand on another uh-huh. where it takes that liberty from a person and therefore it can't possibly be a right even though you twist the definitions and stand on your head to make it do so and i'd like to close with the notion in the 10th amendment where the, where they said clearly that those rights not specifically enumerated to the federal government are reserved to the states or the people. And quite frankly, the people are the foundation for that consent, the foundation for that right. You are exactly right, Rick. The people are. And, it's, and it all comes down to the individual person and his rights uh, that make up those people. Great, great story, Rick. Thanks, Rick. Thanks, guys. You have a great day. Our second guest is uh, my friend and fellow member of Liberty Toastmasters North, Greg Morrissey, who is a an American by choice, uh, not by birth. So, r- good morning, Greg. Good morning. How are we doing? Well, I'm doing well. How are you doing? 
I'm doing really good. I uh, went and did some research looking on this subject, and I'd like this to be taught in schools so the children come into an adulthood and they know what, how this country was founded and the principles this country was founded on. And I have a quote from Abraham Lincoln, uh, one of my favorite people to study about American history. He said, without the assistance of a divine being, I cannot succeed. With that assistance, I cannot fail. And then from the Declaration of Independence, I have, We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, and they endowed by their Creator are certain unalienable rights. Among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. To secure these rights, governments, and I emphasize governments, are instituted among men, deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed, that whenever the form of government becomes destructive of these ends, it is the right of the people to alter and or abolish it and to institute a government laying its foundation on such principles and organizing powers in such a form as to them shall see the most likely effect for their safety and happiness. And then I also found this website was called the National Center of Institutional Constitutional Studies, and it names the three rights, the right to personal security, the right to personal liberty, and the right to private property. America's written constitution was to protect and secure God-given individual rights to life, liberty, and property. If we allow this foundation to be eroded and lose faith in these rights, are a gift directly from God to each individual, then we lose the basis for the greatness of the miracle of America. And I thought, wow, that was stunning, and that is so applicable to what's going on today in today in the country. I'd like to see the people rise up and take the country back to these founding principles. And there are some politicians, not all, all of them, not a lot of them, who might want to go along with that also. That's what i got to say this morning. Well, Greg, thank you. I always learn so much from you. And I just, how did you come to love America so much? How did that happen? Well, I was in the military, and I, was, I thought I was going to be a clever young man and join the Navy because the draft was still going on for Vietnam. The first ship I was on went off the coast of Vietnam. And then the American Navy and the Australian Navy, we did so many exercises together, so many conversations together, restaurants, and had a couple of beers together. Then I learned out what their history was, what our history was. And then Australia is somewhat similar, but not the same as America. No, that's true. Yeah. America is the only country in the world where its foundation was based on the principle of individual rights and the liberty that flows therefrom. Great, Greg. Good good hearing from you this morning. Yep, you take care. Have a wonderful day. You too. Our next guest is Anthony Hartzuk. He's from the Denver uh, area Liberty Toastmasters. Good morning, Anthony. How are you today? Good morning. How's everyone doing? Well. So what's your thoughts, Anthony? Yeah, I I love this topic. It's uh, kind of critical knowledge to the, the campaign I'm in. But to my entire life, I, I served 26 years in the military, and I've been all over the world, a lot of combat tours. And it doesn't matter where you go, it doesn't matter who you talk to, whether it's a person in Iraq, Afghanistan, the middle of the United States, Europe, Korea, they all understand freedom. They all say, hey, I just want a better life. I, I want to live free. I mean, even Hollywood, you know, way back in the day, had a couple of movies. One was called Trading Places with Eddie Murphy. And then there was the one about the lions called Born Free. People inherently understand that they are free, that they have unalienable rights. 
and they want to just they want to be able to live their lives. Now, government can take those rights from people and subjugate them and throw them in prison or do all kinds of things, but it doesn't take away that inherent freedom of the person, but they can put shackles on them. And we need to understand that and realize that, because right now so many people are saying, oh, yeah, you, you don't have this, you don't have that. You need to do what the government says. You need to follow this, you need to follow that. They're kind of like, well, wait a minute, it's, it's my life. Yeah, you don't get to take somebody else's rights. You don't, that's kind of spelled out in the original Ten Commandments. You don't, you don't get to go and say, I'm taking your property, I'm taking your goods, I'm taking your life. People don't get to do that. And we seem to have lost sight of that inherent peace that is mine, that is yours, that is everyone. And we try to make rules where the government says conform to this. And the big problem with that is you never know who's in charge and what they're going to try to levy upon you. So we need to get back to understanding clearly that our rights come from our creator and not from the government. And uh, Anthony, uh, this election that is uh, just what I think Steve said about 39 days away, you have, uh, you're you're walking the talk. You are running for office, correct? Correct, yeah. Down here, House District 44, which is uh, in Douglas County, it's Parker, Colorado. We've uh, you know, actually, I've been out walking neighborhoods again, just like we did during the primary. And I still hear the same story from people. I mean, most of it centers upon inflation. But it comes down to that where the government has taken something from them in their business or shut them down because they were deemed non-essential. Or as somebody had mentioned earlier with kids in education saying, no, you need to learn and do this this way versus what goes against their grains of saying, uh, you know, I, I want to live my life free. Everybody, you know, life is, life is inherent. You know, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. If you try to take that from someone, it's wrong, period. Well, Anthony, uh, how can people get more information about you? Uh, my website is anthonyhartsook.com. That's uh, Anthony, and the last name is Hartsook, H-A-R-T-S-O-O-K.com. You know, we're out there trying to get just folks elected across the board on the Republicans and get some changes going here. So we, we love to have conversations, and I really enjoy the time of talking to people and, and being on your show and hearing from everyone. Well, Anthony, thank you for stepping forward. This is what it's supposed to be, is everyday uh, people. And I no longer call them elected officials. I don't know how we ended up with that. It is elected representatives. And so thank you for stepping forward. And again, what is that website? The website is anthonyhartzig.com. Thanks, Kim. Okay. Have a great day. And before we go to break, Dave Walden is in studio with me. Uh, the nonprofit that I just love is the USMC Memorial Foundation. They're raising money for the new or to remodel the Marine Memorial out at Six and Colfax. And there is an event coming up that is going to be pretty special. It is an afternoon with a Navy SEAL commander and the keynote speaker is Commander Rourke and there's going to be a number of uh, different uh, sports figures there. Um, I think there's going to be two or three in uh, Cooper's Troopers which is, meets up north. There are, are six World War II Iwo Jima Marines that b- belong there and so I know that two maybe three of them are going to be there and then a number of sports uh, celebrities and I get to emcee the event. It's October 26th 11.30am to 1.30pm at the Hilton Denver Inverness. You can Get your tickets by going to USMCMemorialFoundation.org. I think they're going to sell out, so you might want to get those 
uh, soon. And uh, we're going to go to break. When we come back, we'll continue the conversation with our fellow Liberty Toastmasters and Liberty Toastmasters North President Dave Walden. Stay tuned. Hey, everybody. Roots Medical here with an exciting update about the practice. In addition to specialties in hormones, thyroid, and gut health, Roots Medical is thrilled to now offer pediatrics. Scheduling is easy, and the appointments are comprehensive, genuine, and focused on your child. Take control of your child's health care by scheduling at Roots Medical. For more information, visit rootsmedical.net. That's R-O-O-T-S medical.net. Roots Medical, getting to the root of your health care concerns. Inflation is rocking our boats, especially for individuals on fixed incomes. If you are 62 years or older, mortgage specialist with Polygon Financial Group, Lauren Levy, can help you navigate this inflation squeeze with a reverse mortgage. Additionally, if you are considering buying a new home, refinancing your existing home, or consolidating high interest debt, it's not too late to lock in an interest rate before interest rates increase again. Don't wait. Kim Munson recommends you call Lauren Levy today at 303-880-8881 for a no-cost consultation. That's Lauren Levy at 303-880-8881. Don't buy a gun for just in case. In these uncertain times, you want to protect yourself, and Franktown Firearms will train and equip you to do so. When you buy a gun, plan on possibly having to use it in case of an emergency where you need to defend yourself. When you have a gun but aren't trained on how to properly use it, it's just irresponsible. The most important part of protecting yourself and your loved ones is being a responsible gun owner, including training on safety and usage. You can keep yourself safe with the proper tools and training from Franktown Firearms. Your firearm is the safeguard to your security when used properly. When you're unsure about the future of your security, remember that Franktown Firearms is your resource no matter your experience level. Go to klzradio.com slash franktown to contact the team directly or visit their website at ffgc.co slash training for course information. Franktown Firearms, where friends are made. Americans Veteran Stories with Kim Munson, Sunday afternoons at 3, here on KLZ 560 AM and KLZ 100.7. And welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. I'm Kim Munson. Be sure and check out our website. That's Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. Sign up for our weekly newsletter there. You can email me at Kim at KimMunson.com as well. And thank you to all of you who support us. We're an independent voice. We search for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. Something's a good idea. You shouldn't have to force people to do it. In studio with me is Dave Walden. He is president of Liberty Toastmasters North. It's Liberty Toastmasters Day. The subject is uh, the profound ideal that uh, our rights are endowed by our creator, not derived from governments. And uh, great conversations here. Yes, yes. And our next guest, Marshall Dawson, my good friend, um, and he's running for office for Congressional District 2, uh, I'm sure has plenty to say about it. Marshall, good morning. <laughs> hey, good morning, Dave. Good morning, Kim. I, you know, Kim, I thought this is a, a really good topic, and, and especially kind of the nuance of, of how we are seeing uh, the, the wording and the justifications change from our creator versus our uh, inherent in our humanity. You know, I, I find that this doesn't bother me a whole lot, and, and here's why. I mean, if we kind of zoom out and take a really high-level view and we look at what is the purpose of government, uh, you know, when, when we were forming this government, we knew that we didn't want a monarchy, but we also didn't want a theocracy either. I, I think that our founders 
probably saw some of the, the inherent risks and potholes of that. If we look forward to today, and you know, even in the, in the text, the declaration, we have a, a capital C on, on the word creator, which, uh, you know, if you know how we, we uh, write in religious contexts, you know, he or him or, or God, you know, is always capitalized. Um, I don't think that many people in 1776 would have questioned the fact that, that we each come from a creator. But looking forward to, you know, today's time, I, I, I feel like if we try to frame this in a religious view, we almost give a, a moral escape hatch, if you will, to somebody who would choose to identify as an atheist. Right? So if, if we say that the foundational principles of our government are based in theology, then how does somebody have a moral framework who doesn't have that same theological view of the world? So, so that's kind of why it, this doesn't bother me a whole lot. Um, I, I think that it Calling it inherent in our humanity does give us more of a, a, a common uh, theme across humanity and, and a common basis with which we can have these conversations. And, and ultimately, I think that we can uh, get to the point to where we all do agree on what uh, human rights are and inherent uh, natural rights. And if I contrast that with other organizations, right? I mean, the, the uh, United Nations Universal Declaration of Human Rights there's mention in there of a healthy environment, or, uh, you know, we have a right to a standard of living. We have a right to a limitation of working hours and holidays without pay. And, you know, those are, are items where you're really asking for somebody else or you're, you're demanding somebody else provide something for you. And, in fact, this year there was a resolution that abortion is a human right. Well, if our political aim or action is for rights, you know, that seems contradictory to me. How can you have a human right or a natural right if you're depriving of life to begin with? You know, Marshall, your points are well, well taken. As you probably understand, I have argued repeatedly that you cannot claim as a right something that imposes a positive obligation on others. Only a negative obligation. They must abstain from violating your rights. That's each of our obligations. But your uh, point, uh, Marshall, with regard to humanity is outstanding. I'm going to touch on that in my summary. But uh, great job. Great job. Right. And, Marshall, before we leave, what's your, uh, what is your website? Yeah, thank you. It's DawsonForCongress.com. Okay, thank you for stepping forward. Who's our next guest? Uh, next guest is one of my good friends, Terry Goon, who is past president of Liberty Toastmasters. <coughs> She's been very helpful to me. So, Terry, how are you this morning? Good morning, David. It's good to you, and I'm, I'm doing well. Thank you. And, uh, what can you tell us about individual show, rights? Well, I love... Um, what Marshall just said and what you guys are talking about with the demands of others versus things you do for yourself. Dave, at the beginning you mentioned that this country is founded on individual rights, which is a, a very unique thing. I, you know, I actually don't believe in natural rights. Um, Locke mentioned that there are certain rights self-evidently pertain to individuals as human beings because these rights existed in the hypothetical state of nature, but the hypothetical state of nature is a might versus right. So I, I believe that, you know, you, you, we as individuals came together, we can come together and we can 
agree together that we believe that humans have these inherent rights or, or we want to protect these certain things that do not make demands on others because these are things that we can protect for ourselves, whether it's our, you know, our life, whether it's pursuit of happiness. But I don't think that was given to us by God. Um, you, you know, you just read the Bible, and how often does people, are people smoted or sent to slavery or, or whatnot? It's, it's not a... He wants us to be our best selves, and part of doing that is to be an individual and figure out how to be our best self. How do we best do that? And one of the things we can do is get together and figure out what are the things that we have the right to that aren't demanding on others. And so what is it our government should be, or our society, it, it's, you know, it certainly doesn't come from government, but how do we want to create a society that protects those things that we hold dear? And that's, that's where I... Fascinating, Terry Goon. Thank you so much. You bet. Thanks, Terry. Dave Walden, how do you want to wrap this up? Well, you know, I've thought about what I might say to wrap this up. And as I indicated earlier, at the time Jefferson penned the Declaration, um, he chose the word creator, capital C, not God. Not the God of Abraham, but a creator. And he did that because he wanted to include, he recognized that not everyone believed as Judeo-Christian theology or philosophy uh, believed. And so he wanted to respect that and include those. For the same reason, but in my mind a, a, a more profound reason, in the last half of the 20th century, the idea has been uh, generated and accepted by growing numbers of people that it is our nature our thinking, rational, human nature that is the source of those rights. Because the one thing that that prevents human beings from thinking and acting according to their own judgment is when someone uses force to prevent them from doing it. And the only uh, prescription, moral prescription, that prevents that initiation of force and violating people's rights is if one recognizes and exists in a society that recognizes the right of the individual to do whatever they wish, provided they make sure they do not prevent another from exercising his or her rights to do anything they wish. So I automatically lean toward what Kim has described as humanity, but I would describe as our nature. It is not necessary to believe in a creator in order to determine that we have rights. We have them because we have choice. And the only thing that can take away that choice is if we do not have those rights to choose. So bottom line for me is is that uh, the idea that rights only come from government or from God or the creator Uh, is a false alternative. There is a third, and it's rooted in reason and the fact that we each possess the power of choice and are responsible for exercising it. And that's how I would summarize it. Dave Walden, um, so interesting. And uh, I think we need to have another discussion about it because my concern with humanity is that there is the dark side of humanity as well. 
And we've seen that play out with Hitler, Mao, and all. And uh, so we're just about out of time. But I think that we should have a whole discussion on this at some point. Well, let me just ask you a question, leave it with you. Okay. Do you think that dark side is prevented or aided by individual rights? Give it some thought. I know where I've come down on it. Okay. We'll leave that out there for our listeners. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you. It was, it was my pleasure. And as I told you, I'm now going to get home and take my grandchild to school. <laughs> uh, I so appreciate it. So for our quote for the end of the show is from, Dom, from Thomas Jefferson. And uh, I chose Jefferson because Jefferson was the uh, architect. Or he, he basically wrote the Declaration of Independence. So that's why I chose him. And uh, he said this. He said, I prefer dangerous freedom over peaceful slavery. And again, that's Thomas Jefferson. He said, I prefer dangerous freedom over peace, uh, peaceful slavery. So it's uh, been just a great show today with our Liberty Toastmasters colleagues. And uh, stay tuned. We're going to be uh, going into our second hour here. And uh, then if you're listening in the afternoon, the second hour will be replayed 10 to 11 at night and on all KLZ platforms. So my friends today, be grateful, read great books, think good thoughts, listen to beautiful music, communicate and listen well, live honestly and authentically, strive for high ideals and like Superman stand for truth justice and the American way. My friends, you are not alone. God bless you and God bless America. It's the Kim Munson Show, analyzing the most important stories. An early childhood taxing district, what on earth is that? The latest in politics and world affairs. I don't think that we should be passing legislation that is so complicated that people kind of throw up their hands and say, oh, I can't understand it. Today's current opinions and ideas. It is not fair that just because you're a big business that you get a break on this and the little guy doesn't. Is it freedom or is it force? Let's have a conversation. Indeed. Let's have a conversation and welcome to the Kim Munson Show. This is our second hour. Thank you so much for joining us. You're each treasured, valued. You have purpose. Today, strive for excellence. Take care of your heart, your soul, your mind, and your body. My friends, we were made for this moment. Thank you to this team I work with. That's producer Steve, Zach, Patty, Keith, Charlie, Jen, Echo, all the people here at Crawford Broadcasting. Happy Friday to you, producer Steve. Yeah, the only uh, adjective I can come up with is payday Friday. Fabulous Friday. Well, but you know, <laughs> payday makes it fabulous. You know. <laughs> it does. That's for sure. I cannot believe how fast time is going. Uh, oh. This is the last day of September. Well, so I was just about to say, and guess what? <laughs> September is gone. <laughs> yeah. It is unbelievable. And uh, the election is just around the corner. And this is uh, such an important election. And um, I pray for this all every day, every day. And that is for free, fair, honest, and transparent elections. Uh, here in our our counties and our states and our our country, uh, because there is um, <clears throat> a variety of ways that our elections can be manipulated, and I think since the you know people first started to do elections, there have always been those that have tried to figure out ways to affect the outcome. But one of the things here in Colorado with the voter rolls that are not cleaned up, and then these mail in ballots that are mailed to everybody. 
Uh, and uh, if you've <clears throat> gotten a driver's license or some kind of a government, uh, had some interaction with the government, you get a ballot. And we've done nothing to clean those up. It, it puts in place the opportunity for tremendous election manipulation, Steve. Well, the natural follow-up question is, all right, voter rolls that are not cleaned up. Well, somebody doesn't obviously want to clean them up. Right. Mail-in ballots that are mailed to everybody. Somebody wants to mail them. Right. So right. Connect the dots. Connect Mrs. the dots. Connect, uh, dot connector. So if somebody wants to manipulate the elections, this is a way to do it. And the other thing that we, we, you know, we were stepping through this, uh, the debate Wednesday night between the, the governor and Heidi Ganell, you know, Victor Davis Hanson, he, he put this in my head the last time we talked with him, that this is existential. And I'm thinking government has always been existential in terms of the way it impacts your life. But, like, look at those bullet items there. And I, I want us to do a segment with somebody as soon as I find out who it is, who is an authority that can speak for the auto insurance industry. If you're number one in the nation for auto theft, what is that doing to your rates? See, so that's such an excellent point. So let's connect this dot. Uh, because of government policy and the fact that some of these DAs here in Colorado are Soros-funded DAs that are standing up for the cr- uh, criminals instead of the victims, we're, the natural progression is is we're going to have more and more crime. As we were talking with Dave Walden, you know, you get to a point where it's it's not a law-abiding society anymore, and, and then what happens? But to your point, so connecting this dot, PBIs, politicians, bureaucrats, and interested parties, and we can put this at the foot of uh, Governor, at the feet of Governor uh, Polis, as well as Mayor Hancock, and some of these other mayors around here as well, and these DAs. You can go, you can take that soft on crime, not only soft on crime, but actually encouraging crime to number one in auto thefts. One of my friends saw her last night. She said her car was stolen two weeks ago. But number one in auto thefts to the point that you're making is that means that your auto insurance is going to go up. And so it's another silent thief in your pocket because of bad public policy. Correct, Steve? Yeah. And then keep going down that list about how about the, how will all these other things impact your life? Number one in bank robberies, number one in cocaine use, number two in the nation for fentanyl overdose deaths, the tragedy of that, and number four in the nation for recidivism. Uh, it's, it's not the Colorado that I moved to. It's not the Colorado that I love. Uh, we are losing it, and it's because of these terrible policies by politicians, bureaucrats, and interest, interested parties. So we, we definitely need to make a change. Those bullet items are not somebody's opinion. Those are observable fact. Right. So if this governor, a current governor who wants four more years and then he wants something else beyond that, why should he be given uh, that opportunity? Well, and that's why it's so important that we have free, fair, honest and transparent elections. And uh, I think if that was the case, I do not think that he would be re um, reelected. So let's see. Let's get to our quote for today. And I had chosen Thomas Jefferson because in our number one, uh, Dave Walden, who is the president of Liberty Toastmasters North, was in. We talked with our fellow Liberty Toastmasters about uh, rights are from our endowed by our creator, uh, not derived from government. So I chose Thomas Jefferson quotes for today because he is the 
uh, author of the Declaration of Independence. And he was an American statesman, diplomat, lawyer, architect, philosopher, and founding father, the third president of the United States, the second vice president under John Adams, then the first United States Secretary of State under George Washington. He was born in 1743. He died on... July 4th, 1826, 50 years after the Declaration of Independence and the divine consequence that he and John Adams died on the same day. It's rather remarkable. And it was July 4th, 1826. It's it's pretty amazing. So he said this. He said, the issue today is the same as it has been throughout all history, whether man shall be allowed to govern himself or be ruled by a small elite. And we see that playing out big time right now, Steve, with the Davos globalist elites and uh, their agenda. We're seeing people across the globe protest against that. We see Biden and his handlers doubling down on this, um, uh, this agenda of these elites. Uh, and uh, it's the age-old question. It's been around since the beginning of humanity. So the idea that our rights are endowed by our creator, not derived from, from governments, Throughout the history, it is just totally radical what these founding fathers, these 13 little colonies hanging on the eastern seaboard did. It's absolutely remarkable, Steve. And I'm thinking that reference to a you know rule, being ruled by a small elite. If those elite people are not moral or ethical people, you're in trouble. We're in trouble. We are in trouble big time, and we can see that playing out every day. And one of the things is inflation. Uh, this uh, press release that you had given me regarding a polis, Colorado has one of the highest national inflation rates in the country, 15.6%. That is a hidden tax, in addition to all of these other taxes and fees that they have instituted upon us. So we're going to go to break. Before we do that, though, normally on Fridays we hear from either Steve Cruz or Mary Alpers with Three Points Financial. And they are at a conference today, so I just wanted to to really encourage you. Uh, Each of these sponsors that I have, I highly recommend them. I know them personally. And what Steve and Mary do at Three Points Financial is really the whole package. Uh, It's not just about money. It's also about life, life with a purpose. And uh, they're a fee-only based financial planning firm. You can get for more information by going to threepointsfinancial.com. But they do tax planning, retirement planning, investment planning, and uh, highly recommend them. So, again, that's threepointsfinancial.com. We're going to go to break. When we come back, we'll be talking with Dr. Patrick Moore. He's a co-founder of Greenpeace. And he has a book out. His most recent book is Fake Invisible Catastrophes and Threats of Doom. So we will be right back with Patrick Moore. The Metro home ownership real estate market is very tight right now. That's why Kim Munson recommends you have seasoned REMAX realtor Karen Levine on your side of the table. Karen Levine will help you navigate through the many details of your home buying experience so that you can successfully pursue your American dream. Because Karen Levine cares about property rights for each individual, she volunteers hundreds of hours to represent home ownership opportunities at the local, county, state, and national levels. If you are considering buying or selling your home, call Karen Levine today at 303-877-7516. Again, that's 303-877-7516. You'd like to get in touch with one of the sponsors of the Kim Munson Show, but you can't remember their phone contact or website information. 
Find a full list of advertising partners on Kim's website, KimMunson.com. That's Kim, M-O-N-S-O-N dot com. All of Kim's sponsors are an inclusive partnership with Kim and are not affiliated with or in partnership with KLZ or Crawford Broadcasting. If you would like to support the work of the Kim Munson Show and grow your business, contact Kim at her website, KimMunson.com. That's Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N dot com. It's Friday. And welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. I'm Kim Munson. Be sure and check out our website. That's Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N dot com. Sign up for our weekly newsletter there. You can email me. At Kim, at KimMunson.com as well. And thank you to all of you who support us. We're an independent voice. We search for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. If something's a good idea, you shouldn't have to force people to do it. Uh, Thrilled to have on the line with me Dr. Patrick Moore. He uh, was a co-founder of Greenpeace, served for nine years as the president of Greenpeace. Canada and seven years as director of Greenpeace International. His um, latest book is Fake Invisible Catastrophes and Threats of Doom. So he obviously has a unique perspective on what is happening with the environmental movement and uh, how that is now being used um, to, to, I think, really uh, to the detriment of our economy right now. So, Dr. Patrick Moore, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Kim. Nice to see you hear you again. It's great to to speak with you, Patrick. So much has happened since the last time we talked. And um, they are using these fake invisible catastrophes to push forward an agenda. And uh, we're seeing them doubling down on this. And this agenda is ultimately hurting everyday people. Uh, What's your thoughts at how fast they're moving these days? Well, it's really picked up lately. I I see now that Hurricane Ian is being blamed on climate change when actually this year the hurricane season has come very late. This is one of the stronger hurricanes that has hit Florida in modern times. But, you know, hurricanes have been happening for millions of years. Uh, We don't have a record of the past, but we know that's the truth because the difference in temperature between the tropics and the temperate zone is what makes hurricanes. It's because of the the temperature change going north. So it's not about climate change on a global basis. It's about climate change moving from one latitude to another that causes these storms. And, you know, they've adopted this term. I haven't heard it yet on this one, but they said the fingerprints of climate change are on that hurricane, as if there's a dusting powder for hurricanes. And you will find that the terminology that is used by these people pushing this fake climate catastrophe has nothing to do with science. There are no fingerprints on a hurricane. That is not a scientific term. Then they they call me a climate denier. What kind of language is that? I don't deny that there's a climate. And that is what climate denier would mean in normal English, unless they've got a whole new language that they're making up. Or they call me a climate change denier, as if I deny that the climate changes. I don't, I don't even deny that CO2 may cause a very minor impact on the warming of the atmosphere sometimes. But it is such a minor player in the many factors that affect the climate of the Earth, including the sun, of course, which is the primary factor in the Earth's climate. If it wasn't there, the Earth would be sub-zero, minus 200 and some degrees so we would nothing would be here so this is how i see it is that 
this is a purely political movement to say climate crisis or climate emergency when you've got people fleeing by the tens and hundreds of thousands from this hurricane a natural event just like volcanoes and earthquakes are natural events this is a natural event it's been happening forever just like tornadoes why do 90% of the tornadoes in the United States occur in the plains area in the tornado alley because of the geography of the place that's why it's not because of climate change and so I'll, I'll end there at just saying it's preposterous what they are saying that climate change is the problem that co2 is the cause and that therefore we have to end using fossil fuels which provide over 80 percent of the energy for human civilization on this planet and if we did that it would be the biggest disaster in modern history by so far that people wouldn't believe it i mean you can't imagine what would happen if that happened and same with now they're saying they're going to limit how much fertilizer countries can use because they're now they're afraid of nitrogen first they're afraid of carbon now they're afraid of nitrogen what's next oxygen you know i mean they are they are they are preying on the most valuable and important elements for the existence of life they are trying to tell us we have to get rid of them because they're killing the earth it's a lie and you can tell it's a lie by the fact that they use propaganda language to put it forward well patrick i am so concerned that these policies for example uh fertilizer has increased yields has increased um uh, you know how we're able to use the land to feed people and to start to limit fertilizer means that we're going to start to limit our food supply. Then we have Biden out there telegraphing that there's going to be food shortages. Well, of course there's going to be food shortages if you continue with these particular policies. Patrick? Yes, absolutely, Kim. Uh, this, is, this is the problem when 80% of the population becomes urban, living in a concrete jungle, where they're sound asleep on the 30th floor of their condo, condo while the, the semi-truck brings the food in to stock the shelves in the store that they're going to buy next day. They don't see that, don't even see that happening. They don't understand that, that they see the, the Greens, so-called, are working with propaganda on the city people to tell them that the people that are plowing and drilling and, and cutting and dragging and whatever they're doing, blowing up stuff out in the country are the bad guys. They're the destroyers of nature. Even forestry is denigrated as being something evil, when in fact it's so totally renewable that it's been renewing itself for the whole of human history while we have used wood as a fuel and building material. Europe had less than 10% forest cover left around 1800 when before we started using fossil fuels because everything was done with wood, all the heating, all the factories, all the steam engines, the steel plants, everything was run with wood. And so they had reduced their forests. So that's why silviculture was invented in Europe, the growing of trees. Today, there's 43% forest cover in Europe. So it's gone from less than 10% during the age of fossil fuels to more than 43%. And in many ways, you can say it's because we started using fossil fuels that the forests of Europe were saved. And 
they're, they're basically telling city people that the country people are evil because the country people are doing all these things of mining and fishing and logging and farming, when in fact the only reason the country people are doing that is to provide the city people with their food, their concrete, their glass, their aluminum, their steel, their asphalt, everything the city is made out of is coming from outside the city. And they, 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 they don't seem to see that, and it's being reinforced in their minds that it, those people are bad for doing what they're doing. Well, I'm thinking about climate, climate in the city, and we had something very interesting happen. And uh, are you familiar with anything called the smart meters, these meters that, um, uh, for example, XL is putting on homes here in Colorado? Are you familiar with that at all? Yes, I am. I, I, I realize that it's a meter that can be controlled by the utility. Exactly. And I had a conversation with a young man that was uh, out walking the neighborhood. Uh, he's very was very familiar with the Excel program. I think that he was uh, selling solar panels. And uh, he, he came up the driveway. I'd just gotten home, and, and uh, he said something about smart meters. I said, well, we've opted out of that. And uh, in talking with him, he said, well, that's, that's a good idea. Uh, it may cost as much as $300 additional a year to opt out, but I think that ultimately it'll be less expensive than having a smart meter on. But what he said terrified me, Patrick. He said that the smart meter will be sending uh, data back to Excel every 15 minutes, and it will be able to tell exactly which ports are using energy uh, and uh, I just see this playing out with these, I call them PBIs, politicians, bureaucrats, and interested parties through the COVID thing, uh, determined which which businesses they thought were essential and which weren't. I mean, I see this could be terrifying because they could determine which individuals were essential to have energy and which are not. Am I, do I have a tin hat on or do you see that as a possibility as well? No, I think what we've seen through COVID and with this climate issue is that the they would love to control our entire lives, including our houses. And so uh, the, the whole idea of freedom seems to have gone out the window. I have not heard the term informed consent during this COVID discussion. Informed consent has always been one of the primary tenets of medicine, that you need not take a treatment unless you have been informed properly about it and then consent to it. Not just consent to it, but are informed about it. So we have a situation here where they have forced treatments onto people with draconian results if they refuse, like not being able to travel, not being able to come out of your home, whatever. This, this is a complete change in the history of modern medicine. And hardly anybody even noticed it, it seems. Informed consent is a legal term, and I, I don't know why it wasn't brought in more strongly by people who care about individual freedom, because that is what it is about. You do not have to consent to anybody putting anything in your body or cutting any piece of your body off or making an incision in you or whatever. You do not have to consent to that. You can refuse treatment. And, and that wasn't allowed in this situation. They punished people for refusing treatment. Well, Patrick, um, 
what I've realized is those that are pushing this draconian agenda have been playing long ball. So this is not, this just didn't happen yesterday. And I was a little late to the party. In 2019, I had a number of moms that reached out to me, and there was legislation down at the uh, Colorado State House regarding uh, vaccinations. And uh, I finally read the legislation, and I st- sat back and I looked at it, and we used this as, as one of our intros on one of our shows. But as I looked at that, I realized that there was danger. This was giving, the legislature was giving an unelected bureaucrat the power that in the future that they could dictate what we put into our bodies. And I inherently saw risk with that. And we talked about it before COVID. And so this, they're playing long ball. COVID didn't just happen overnight. And then I thought, Patrick, I said, I need to read the legislation that gave all these public uh, health agencies all of this power. And it's, I think it's called Article 25 here in Colorado. And it is the uh, it, it is what has given all of these health agencies all this power. Currently, it's over 1,100 pages long, Patrick. Uh, it's unbelie- unbelievable how we have given that power to an unelected bureaucrat. But we've done it here in Colorado. Well, speaking of unelected bureaucrats, look what the FBI is doing. They're coming with SWAT teams to people's homes with their, um, with their children present and, and busting down doors and hauling people out, and even even taking Mr. Pillow's phone away from him, and then not letting him have a copy of it, even though all his whole business is on it. All he did was question the legitimacy of the election. Surely to goodness that is part of our freedom of speech. And, you know, most people don't realize there's only three things that you can do. You can think, you can say, and you can do. Obviously, we can think whatever we want, because no one has to know what it is. But we can also say whatever we want, except for what is illegal under the law, such as threatening to kill someone, etc. But we, we should be allowed to, we, of course, we're allowed to say whatever we want under the Constitution. But now, of course, the Constitution is considered some old rag that doesn't matter anymore by a lot of people. And then there's what you can do, which is where the most restrictions apply, of course because we are not allowed to harm others. But what the FBI is doing right now, is that not against the Constitution to be busting into people's homes if all they've done is attended a rally or said something? You know, it, it really is quite amazing what's happening to watch this go on. I've been watching the world all my life, and I, I try to stay focused on my issue, which is environment. But environment encompasses energy and energy encompasses practically the whole of civilization so you eventually get into having to have a broader view of all of these things which are going on in order to understand what's happening but what is happening is some kind of societal breakdown uh, that, that is really a terrible situation well the whole geopolitics is changing now the Nord Stream pipeline has been sabotaged by guess who and the, the 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 whole geopolitical situation is changing where China is going to support Russia going into Ukraine. That means Russia will support China going into Taiwan. And now they're trying to bring India into that. And India has always been a very strong supporter of the West because they're the largest population democratic country in the world. But how is that going to go? 
And so I'm very concerned, uh, not just about the climate issue. It's, it's a very, very important one because it impinges on our entire energy infrastructure. And so we're heading down a pathway that the other half of the world is not buying into. India, China, and Russia, and Indonesia, and all of those South Asian countries and African countries and many South American countries are not going along with this, whereas the so-called West, Australia, New Zealand, for some reason Japan fits into that category, and North America and, and all of Europe are all buying into this basically a suicide pact or a death wish of sorts to destroy the civilization that we have built up over these many hundreds of years. Patrick, that is very daunting. We're going to go to break. Uh, we'll, when we come back, we'll continue the conversation with Dr. Uh, Patrick Moore uh, regarding where we are right now. Um, and it is because of fossil fuels that we have been living at the pinnacle of human flourishing. And this is certainly under attack right now. The Constitution is under attack. So we're going to go to break. We'll be right back with Dr. Patrick Moore. Three Points Financial is a fiduciary financial planning company focused on helping individuals and families. Mary Alpers and Steve Cruz at Three Points Financial specialize in investment strategies, tax planning and preparation, and retirement planning with no product sales or commissions. Tax laws have changed and will continue to change. Inflation is real. Three Points Financial helps you maneuver through these changes to achieve your financial success. For clarity and a solid, relevant financial and investment plan while working with a company that puts your interests at the forefront, schedule a no-obligation initial consultation at threepointsfinancial.com. That's threepointsfinancial.com. Are you concerned about the curriculum taught in government-run schools? Are you concerned about CRT and sexual indoctrination worldview agendas taught to your children in government-run schools? Are you concerned that your children are not receiving a quality education in the government-run public schools? Have you considered homeschooling but don't know where to start? Christian Home Educators of Colorado, or CHECK, has answers. You can homeschool. Go to check.org slash start. Kim Munson highly recommends Christian Home Educators of Colorado. Reclaim your child's education by going to chec.org slash start today. No matter how you define it, inflation is out of control. Increasing prices at the gas pump and grocery stores are hurting everyday people. All these challenges we face are preventable. Individuals must understand what is going on and who is responsible. That is why Kim Munson is bringing truth and clarity to the issues facing our families, our communities, our state, and our country. Now more than ever, it's important to support Kim's independent voice. She has the courage to research and inform you about the real issues. It's not easy, and Kim could use your help. Go to KimMunson.com to contribute. Again, help Kim by contributing at KimMunson.com. That's M-O-N-S-O-N dot com. And welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. I'm Kim Munson. Be sure and check out our website. That's Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N dot com. Sign up for our weekly newsletter there. You can email me at Kim at Kim dot com as well. And thank you to all of you who support us. We're an independent voice. We search for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. If something's a good idea, you shouldn't have to force people to do it. On the line with me is Dr. Patrick Moore. He is the author of Fake Invisible Catastrophes and Threats of Doom. 
And uh, Patrick, you had mentioned in the first segment, or in when we were talking, that uh, they are going to be blaming uh, Hurricane Ian on um, um, climate change, and uh, we'll be using that for this narrative to try to take more and more control of our economy and of our lives. Um, and uh, as you mentioned, we've had hurricanes, we've had weather since the beginning of time. Um, but this is, I think this is kind of dangerous territory for Ron DeSantis right now down in Florida, because this is a very catastrophic um, hurricane. What's your thoughts? I, I think you're right, Kim. Uh, DeSantis uh, it has to deal with the fact that people are blaming this on climate change. And I think, you know, his policies would not be square with that. Uh, I think he has to be careful because this, this, is a very, this is a most insidious movement. You know, they, they, they claim they care, but what they, what they are doing would be so destructive of civilization in general when, in fact, there is no hard evidence that CO2 is the controlling factor of the temperature of the Earth. This is why I call my book Fake Invisible Catastrophes. I, 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 I sort of funnily say that I have discovered the unified theory of scare stories, because in physics there's this holy grail called the unified field theory, where all of physics equations will come together into one, sort of like E equals MC squared on steroids. It probably won't ever happen. But there is such a thing as the unified theory of scare stories, and that is all the scare stories about climate change, about nuclear energy and radiation, about GMOs, are based on things that are either invisible, like those three things, or so remote that hardly anybody can see it for themselves. And that's why polar bears on the North Pole and coral reefs underwater in the tropics offshore are the icons they are using to say that the climate is destroying life, when in fact the polar bear population has multiplied by at least five times since the treaty among all polar nations was signed in 1973 to end the unrestricted hunting of polar bears. I go in audiences of 500 people, expert people in, in, in business and, 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 and stuff, and they don't know that this treaty ever existed because Coca-Cola hasn't told them. They just use the polar bear as a marketing tool. And the, the coral reefs, just a month ago, it came out from the Australian Maritime uh, Studies Society, whatever it's called. It's a, Sorry, I forget its exact name right now. But it's part of the Australian government and science establishment. came out and said in the 36 years that they have been taking a, a, a survey of the coral reef, the Great Barrier Reef, it has more coral cover now than it has in any of those 36 years. In other words, it's growing. And this is what you would expect if the Earth warmed a little bit, because the warmest oceans in the world are in the Coral Triangle in Indonesia, Philippines, Solomon Islands area, north of Australia, where they're protected from any cold water from the north or south. That has the highest biodiversity of coral in the world, 600 species of coral, more than anywhere else, including the Great Barrier Reef, and 2,000 species of reef fish, again, more than anywhere else, the highest biodiversity of any ocean on the face of this earth. If the earth warms, the coral will expand, not 
disappear like they are trying to tell us because coral likes warm water. And the irony of it all, of course, is this is one of the coldest periods in the recent history of the Earth. I mean, since 250 million years ago. We are in an, in an ice age. It's called the Pleistocene. Look it up. There have been 40 major glacial advances during this 2.6 million year Pleistocene ice age that we are in now. That's why there's so much ice on both poles. That wasn't there until until three million years ago in the Arctic, there was no ice. That's why the funny thing is, if it wasn't for climate change, there wouldn't be any polar bears, because if there wasn't any ice on the North Pole, how could there be polar bears? The polar bear evolved from the Eurasian brown bear, which as the Arctic froze, began to go out on the ice from northern Russia and hunt seals, and over half a million years or more evolved into the polar bear from the Eurasian brown bear, which still roams the whole of the northern hemisphere, including Canada. And there, w there were grizzlies in California, as you may recall, because it's on their flag. They happen happened to have killed them all, which wasn't a very good thing to do. But that's because of mainly because of the, of the farming and the cattle industry, because grizzly bears like little little cows. So the deal is is that if the earth warms we will actually have an increase in the growth of plants and trees. The Arctic may well thaw a little bit over the next hundreds of years. This is not something that happens in 10 years like they're trying to make out. It can't happen that fast. The, the Arctic actually has more ice on it this summer than it did in the previous 12 summers, back to, sorry, back to 2012, when it was at its lowest. So. There's, there's simply no doubt about the fact that a little bit of warming would actually be positive for the Earth. A little bit of cooling would definitely be negative because it would cause crop failure like we had in the Little Ice Age 300 years ago. Thankfully, we've come out of that a little bit. It's only been one and a half degrees or so of increase that has made it a little bit warmer in the world that has been so beneficial to the climate. So they've got it... You know, they're, they're, they're playing with a narrative that they've got completely backwards. CO2 is lower now than it has been through almost the entire history of the Earth. Look it up. It's there on Wikipedia. It's, it's easy to find that CO2 was up to as high as 5,000 parts per million back in the time when modern life emerged. That was half a billion years ago. And we know these records from cores of sediments in the ocean and from ice cores in Antarctica and Greenland, we've got really good records of the past by looking at different molecules in the, in the ice and in the sediments. So it, it's, it's, it all, it's all known, except they, these guys have somehow managed to hijack the whole of the global media. The politicians are paying the scientists to give them these scare stories. That's the silent part. Nobody sees that. That's, that's where all this stuff is coming from. 80% of the research in this area is done in the universities, which are all now just big cash cows for the climate machine, with the politicians feeding these so-called scientists who produce exactly what the politicians want, which is a scare story that says that CO2 is going to destroy the Earth. Then the scientists give it to the media and the activists, and they're the megaphone that gives it out to the people. And we all know that most of U.S. media now, and in the West in general, is fake. They're just making stuff up. 
and they're ignoring stuff that's true at the same time. So we've got a very, very serious problem here where people are being told the exact opposite of what is the truth, and that's why Orwell and 1984 is brought up quite a bit these days, because this is exactly what Orwell predicted, a complete reversal of the truth into a total falsehood that has everybody in the whole world hoodwinked, and the, it, would, it would be funny, except for the result is going to be the collapse of Western civilization if we don't do something about it. It is daunting as, we, as we're as we looking at this. Uh, uh, Patrick, yeah, you're going to stay on through our call-in time. So if people have uh, questions or comments uh, for Dr. Moore, you can give us a call at 303-477-5600. Uh, Patrick, uh, isn't a CO2, isn't that plant food? Isn't that something that makes plants thrive and pro- um, prosper? Well, it's not just plants, Kim, because at the, at the base of the food chain, yes, photosynthesis, which is the only reason basically we have the life we have on Earth today, takes carbon dioxide and water and turns it into sugar. It's a simple thing, except it's a very complicated thing, which took life a long time to figure out. But it did start happening pretty much three billion years ago. And uh, photosynthesis is is the basis of life, really, the, the fundamental foundation of life because that's where the energy is produced for us and for plants. So CO2, we don't need CO2, but we need the plants that need the CO2. It wouldn't be possible for any animal to exist if it weren't for the plants, of course. And it wouldn't be possible for the plants to exist like they do if it weren't for CO2. So CO2 and water are the two most important elements, and they're going after CO2 and calling it carbon. That's another reason why you know they're fake and just political and not scientific, because they're calling carbon dioxide carbon, carbon pollution. They just blather it out as if they know what they're talking about. It's not carbon. Carbon is graphite and diamonds and soot. Carbon is an amazing element. It can form more molecules with other elements than any other element can because of of its structure. And that is why it ended up being the basis of life because it's capable of producing so many different forms of of molecules and and, and basically life is carbon based. Virtually everything in our bodies has carbon in it, all the tissues and now they're going after nitrogen which is along with carbon oxygen, hydrogen nitrogen is the next most important but really carbon, carbon and nitrogen are the most important in the sense that they are the most difficult to get into into the system. Water, like H2O, you wouldn't call water hydrogen. Why are they calling carbon dioxide carbon? Because they're not scientists, and it's propaganda language. They're trying to make us think of carbon dioxide as soot or smoke. That's why they're using the term carbon. And so it's all a big lie, the whole thing. And we are... Are, are denying through this movement of climate change, denying the basis of life, which is carbon dioxide. Now, we everybody knows, all the scientists know, that the increase in carbon dioxide that we have created through our emissions is resulting in the greening of the earth, up to a 30% increase in plant growth all around the world. 
so we should be celebrating India and China for putting the most CO2 in the atmosphere, <laughs> as long as the plants are clean. Because India and China have also planted more new forests in the last 30 years than all the rest of the world put together. So they are greening their own countries, at the same time putting CO2 into the atmosphere, which is greening the whole Earth. This is the lie that we are being told that this doesn't matter. They're saying, oh yeah, but that doesn't matter. That's all that matters, because the CO2 is not what's causing catastrophic warming, because there is no catastrophic warming. There are hot summers, there are hot days, and there are cold days, really cold days. That's going to happen forever. But if the Earth would warm one more degree Celsius on average, it would be an improvement, whereas the United Nations Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change, which again is a political body, not a scientific one, they say that's going to be the end of civilization, one degree warming. It's so stupid. That's less than the difference, sorry, yes, that's less than the difference between the average temper of Washington, D.C. and New York. Right, never mind Miami. Right, think of the think of the average temperature of New York versus the average temperature of Miami, both in the United States. They're not even in the tropics. They're not even in the North Pole. Right, the difference between the North Pole and the equator is huge. And just one other fact that people might find interesting is that most people don't think about the fact that humans are a tropical species. We evolved at the equator in Africa. That's where we came from, and not that long ago in, in time. We came north out of Africa for only three reasons, fire, shelter, and clothing. Human beings could not live in the climates they have migrated to from Africa if it weren't for those three things. Whereas bears and cougars and deer, polar bears, they don't have fire, shelter, and clothing, although the, the, a lot of animals do have shelter in that they den in the winter with big furry coats on them so that they don't freeze to death. But no, no animals actually have what we would call clothing and fire and, and houses, and so they, they have to evolve to deal with these conditions. We haven't had to evolve. We would still die trying to live in the Arctic without fire, shelter, or clothing. We'd die in one day up there. Right, and, and that's so, why f <clears throat> fossil fuels are so important. Patrick, we need to go to break. When we come back, uh, give us a call if you have any comments or questions. We've got Dr. Patrick Moore on the line. He's going to stay on for Collins. Before we do that, though, I wanted to just mention there's going to be a great event on October 26th out at the Hilton Denver Inverness with the USMC Memorial Foundation. It will be an afternoon with a Navy SEAL commander. There will be some World War II Iwo Jima veterans there as well as uh, some of our sports figures. I get to emcee the event. Buy your tickets at usmcmemorialfoundation.org. We'll be right back with Dr. Patrick Moore. Inflation is rocking our boats, especially for individuals on fixed incomes. If you are 62 years or older, mortgage specialist with Polygon Financial Group, Lauren Levy, can help you navigate this inflation squeeze with a reverse mortgage. Additionally, if you are considering buying a new home, refinancing your existing home, or consolidating high interest debt, it's not too late to lock in an interest rate before interest rates increase again. Don't wait. Kim Munson recommends you call Lauren Levy today at 303-880-8881 for a no-cost consultation. That's Lauren Levy at 303-880-8881. 
Hey, everybody. Roots Medical here with an exciting update about the practice. In addition to specialties in hormones, thyroid, and gut health, Roots Medical is thrilled to now offer pediatrics. Scheduling is easy, and the appointments are comprehensive, genuine, and focused on your child. Take control of your child's health care by scheduling at Roots Medical. For more information, visit rootsmedical.net. That's R-O-O-T-S medical.net. Roots Medical, getting to the root of your health care concerns. Don't buy a gun for just in case. In these uncertain times, you want to protect yourself, and Franktown Firearms will train and equip you to do so. When you buy a gun, plan on possibly having to use it in case of an emergency where you need to defend yourself. When you have a gun but aren't trained on how to properly use it, it's just irresponsible. The most important part of protecting yourself and your loved ones is being a responsible gun owner, including training on safety and usage. You can keep yourself safe with the proper tools and training from Franktown Firearms. Your firearm is the safeguard to your security when used properly. When you're unsure about the future of your security, remember that Franktown Firearms is your resource no matter your experience level. Go to klzradio.com slash franktown to contact the team directly or visit their website at ffgc.co slash training for course information. Franktown Firearms, where friends are made. And welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. I'm Kim Munson. Be sure and check out our website. That's Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. Sign up for our weekly newsletter there. You can email me at Kim at KimMunson.com as well. And thank you to all of you who support us. We're an independent voice searching for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. If something's a good idea, you shouldn't have to force people to do it. Uh, Dr. Patrick Moore is on the line with me. He's the author of Fake Invisible Catastrophes and Threats of Doom. And we have Yvonne in Fort Collins. Yvonne Fort Collins, what's on your radar? Um, first of all, I just want to commend you on the amazing guests you have, and I want to commend this gentleman, Patrick Moore, on his book. I cannot wait to get it. And I just wanted him to know, and he's probably already made, made this connection in his, in his book, but when he was at the onset of what he was saying, um, something dropped and a, and a dot connected for me, and I just want to let you know what that is. I come from the area where our history involves people speaking about the elements as if they were gods and then sacrificing people to these gods to do away with storms and eclipses and all that kind of thing. And so it is very clear to me why people have to blame an huracan, a hurricane or whatever, on on um, on climate in order to say we have, we have you know, made angry the, the gods of this or that climate or this or, you know, earth, wind or fire or whatever. And, and what is it that we need to sacrifice for that? So I'll leave you with that thought. Thank you. Wow. Patrick Moore, that's pretty heavy. I, that's a new dot connect, uh, connection for me. How about you? No, I, I, Kim, I think, and, and the callers, thank you for bringing that up, and I hope everyone will buy my book because it has many revelations in it. it you can't do justice to it in a, in a short radio interview. Uh, the whole idea of driving people with fear, you see, it's fear and guilt that get you to control people. And they were burning witches in Salem 200 years ago, you know, and they were throwing virgins into volcanoes in the Aztec civilization. We have, we have always created through our history and civilization 
these means of controlling people by scaring them to death, or even killing them, of course, as with the witches. Uh, and we have a situation today which is verging on that sort of idea again. These people are to be feared because they are driving a scare story about something that is invisible, carbon dioxide. They can't point to it and say, look what it's doing over there. You see, because it's invisible. The, the, the issue of GMOs is a really interesting one, genetically modified foods. They use the word organism, GMO, but what they mean is plants that have been genetically modified to improve them in some way for either farming or nutrition. And they're scaring us into thinking there's something in those plants that is bad. Well, unlike CO2 and radiation, which actually are real, even though they are invisible and they scare us about them, they make us afraid of nuclear energy, even though it's the safest energy technology we have. No one's ever been hurt by the 99 reactors running 24-7 in the United States. But they try to scare us. The, the fact is, whatever's bad in GMOs doesn't have a name, doesn't have a chemical formula. Everything has a name if we know about it. Wow. If we know it exists, it has a name. So they, this is the kind of thing they're doing with, in, with these invisible things. And it's, it's so difficult. scare stories that nobody can refute. Right, right. Hey, very quickly, Stephanie in Denver, what's on your radar? Well, my question was, you mentioned that we evolved, and I wanted to know what you think we evolved from. Did we come from the goo via the zoo? Or Okay, uh, that's probably a, another whole show. Yeah, that, I, I was on with someone who thought the world was only 6,000 years old the other day, and I was very polite about that, uh, but it's not my belief. Uh, we, we evolved from the, basically, hominids, which are the two-leggeds that got up off four uh, a long, long time ago. And, you know, no spe- there's no species that, that won't go extinct someday. Even humans will go extinct because something different will evolve as the planet evolves. Millions and millions of species have evolved and then gone extinct to make room for the ones that were improving genetically, etc. So evolution is a fabulous thing, but I know there's still people, even 100 years after Darwin understood it, more than that, uh, he died before people generally recognized his theory of evolution was correct. Although Velikovsky had some correct ideas too. But, you know, I'm a student of science, so I respect religion. I believe in the... The, the, the freedom of religion, as long as it's not violent. And uh, that's just my position. And but, uh, I, 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 do, I, do, I do think, though, that uh, Christian people and people of all faiths should recognize the falsehood of this CO2 climate catastrophe and get together and stop this nonsense. Well, Dr. Patrick Moore, thank you so much. And Stephanie, thank you so much. Um, this is for a whole nother discussion as a Christian. Uh, I, I believe that we were created by our, our creator. Uh, but Patrick, we're going to have another conversation about this. And thank you so much for being on the show. I greatly appreciate it. 
Thanks again, Kim. I'll come on anytime. Okay. And thank you to Stephanie and Yvonne as well. Uh, Thomas Jefferson said this. He said, I prefer dangerous freedom over peaceful slavery. So my friends today, be grateful, read great books, think good thoughts, listen to beautiful music, communicate and listen well, live honestly and authentically, strive for high ideals and like Superman, stand for truth, justice, and the American way. My friends, you are not alone. God bless you and God bless America.